welcome to episode 65, Saga, volume 2, file undertake 2. ですね。ファニーブックスアクファイアウォーターパッカスト。面白い本と差し込んでゲストの今週のエピソードへようこそ。サンタン。ターン。ウィークアマトレイバンドコミックリーダーズスラッシュアマチュアニュースアシオート
she knew it, the job was dangerous when she took it. Yes, uh, we so also have with that. us the lovely and talented Adam. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is uh, Too Much Free Time Adam up here in Salt Lake City. I am the film critic and review. Is that your rap name? It is. Actually, my rap. So, Radio from Hell said you uh, take the last thing you ate and you add a little in front of it, and that's your rap name. So, yeah. actually, at the time of that recording, I was Little Quiche. Uh, I'm probably mostly the little coke then at that point in time. Little uh, Quiche, yeah. So Little Quiche here, uh, film critic and editor of BigChineRobot.com. Uh, also the co-host of the Board as Hell podcast with Andy Wilson. Hi, Andy. Hey, Andy. Hey, Andy. Uh, Don't say hi to Andy. Hi, Andy. Hey, Andy. Hey, Andy. Females. And, uh, yeah, so after when this comes out, it should be the week I'm getting back from California, or maybe the week I'm going, I'm not sure. So hopefully I will come back refreshed, ready to go, and hopefully my liver won't be too destroyed so I can uh, have some room for when Q comes to visit us the week after this. It's going to so, be wrecked. Oh, <laughs> girl, you have no idea. I'm in California. Mm-mm. Your liver and your asshole. Honey, my asshole's already destroyed. That, that flower has wilted. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, that's me. Yay! I'm following up the asshole talk. Hi, speaking of assholes, I'm Brian. My rap name is Wilted Flower. <laughs> I like Little Quiche better. I need to write that down just to introduce you as Little Quiche from here on out. Broken Rosebud. Uh, rusty Sheriff's Badge. Um, sorry. We're going to go to hell when we die. We're going to go. That's where the interesting people are. I'm not going to know anyone in heaven. At least, well, maybe my family, but not me. Hi, I'm Brian. I'm a sound designer based out of Southern California. I'm doing a bunch of shows up in uh, Logan, Utah, Lyric this summer. Um, also, I haven't mentioned in a while, but I am still doing a video game, and at E3, uh, to, like this week, they just announced that we're releasing in a year. I'm like, thank God I have some time to catch up on some shit, because I'm way behind. But you will hear voices from this podcast and other friends of mine, and you know, if you want to be a voice on a video game and are willing to work for the hefty fee of free, uh, email us at funnybooksandfirewaterpodcast at, uh, or no, funnybooksandfirewater at gmail.com. Say, hey, I listened to your show and I want to be on the video game and I'm willing to work for free. And uh, I'll try we'll, to find we'll a way to put you in. Paperwork. Yeah, I'll send you some paperwork. And, uh, we'll make you be in the goddamn gorilla costume yeah, this time. Exactly. Oh, man, that audio was amazing, I have to say. But yes, that game is still happening. I did not get fired. And uh, we. Uh, you didn't. Well, yeah, but we're going to be on Xbox, which is part of the reason why our release date got moved around. I just want my IMDb credit. That's all that matters. I'll, I will work on that. I really will. If the game is big enough, I will make sure that, you know, man in gorilla costume, Adam McDonald. <laughs> oh, Adam, I'm editing out last name. Actually, you say your name Adam on your other podcast. Yeah, no, I am. So I don't use my last name because I know I, 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 I have places I work and things that I do that I'm not allowed to talk about. Anyway, speaking of things we are allowed to talk about, uh, we are reading Saga, oh, as wait, I said wait, before. Okay, here we go. Adam, take over. So, I was at uh, Smith's today, coming up here, I was buying a bunch of mixers to mix with our lovely uh, whiskey that Todd was nice to bring to me when I was having a bad day. Uh, and I saw an end cap of Zimas. And we know Zimas are just the most god-awful, horrible thing in the world, but they came back for the summer. So, because I'm such a good friend, uh, I bought a six-pack, and we're all going to open one up on mic, take a sip, and we're going to do a quick five-second-a-piece review. All right? Cheers. Salud. Salud. Thinking of you, Q. Okay. I'll just take a giant chug of Tito's. Oh, God. Oh, my. <laughs> God, this is awful. Oh, <laughs> It's oh, like it tastes like diabetic beer piss. It's kind of like oh. it's it's like Sprite mixed with sake. It's like Sprite mixed with Michelob. It is so bad. But we have to finish it now that we open it. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> it's like that, that, like... Oh, it hurts. 
Oh, oh, like, oh, oh God. God. <laughs> and I like dicks for fun. <laughs> I only do it professionally. Um, anyway, we're going to move on with this. Saga uh, Volume 2, yes, let's go. Yeah, saga Volume, volume two. 2. Oh, God. Uh, so we're going to jump so into... Previously on Saga, I guess, sorry I said last time, but previously on Saga, you have a planet and a moon that are warring. Uh, you have the people with the wings, which I can't do they have a name that they call them? I can't remember the people with wings. They're from Landfall. Landfall. So you have people from Landfall who have wings, and you have people from the moon, which they call Moonies, who have horns. And you have a guy with horns who is a uh, prisoner of war. He ends up falling in love with uh, his captor, and they end up uh, having a child, and the whole story is narrated from their child. And because they now prove that uh, this war doesn't really necessarily need going on, and that these people can get along. There are multiple factions, including a serial hitman killer named uh, The Will, um, who has an awesome pet, which is the lying cat, which will tell you whenever someone is lying. I want one of those in real life. It would be fantastic. Although my dog would probably tell terrible secrets about me. And then, so at the end of the first book, they are escaping from a planet in a spaceship made of a giant living organism, kind of like a giant tree. I am Groot. And they encounter the most dangerous foe they've ever encountered up to this point. The father's parents. This story continues on and starts out where they are now on this uh, spaceship with the uh, grandparents. We have uh, two generate, well, three generations of this family now on the ship traveling off and trying to escape into the outer realms of the uh, galaxy. Fair enough. Everybody get the oh, Todd, cup. Amy gave you her Zima. I know. Todd now has two Zimas to drink. Yeah, he's drinking for two now. He's Zima <laughs> pregnant. So I guess we'll jump in on drinking games. And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game and a dumb one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. You do you have a drinking game for us? Since yes, uh, my drinking game is called Naked. <laughs> so anytime someone is naked or there is some sort of titillating body part. Like drink. the giant with the yeast infection? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you have one I've got a drinking okay. game. Is I think I'm falling in love with the mother. Every <laughs> okay. time as you read the story and you realize the mother of the kid is just amazing. You need to take a drink. Oh, you need to read more. Than <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to call mine the Blue Monday rule. Every time people speak in blue and you can't understand what they're saying, we will call that uh, we'll call that my drinking game rule. The Blue Monday also, just for me personally, just because I want to clarify and be nerdy about this, is not a reference to the song, but a reference to Goodbye Blue Monday, which is from a Kirk Vonnegut book, because I feel like the writer in this book is very associated with Kirk Vonnegut, the writer we meet at the end of this book. Anyway, that's my nerdy, geeky side tangent. So, uh, let's jump in on boats. So I've been asked by the judge to be the foreman. Vote for Pedro. And I want y'all to know that we's gonna run a fair jury and a clean jury. It's time for a vote. Because we love you. And we don't want to waste your money. We will now vote on whether this week's book is fit for human consumption by you. Our dear listener. Along with each vote. Our panel will also provide one piece of evidence to support their vote. Vote for Pedro. Do you expect me to talk? Vote for Pedro. Now, who is the bond? I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. We'll start with Todd. Yes, do it. Simple, straightforward, to the point, love it, sexy. Uh, 
Adam. Oh, yes, definitely. Thumbs up. Go uh, buy this. I don't know if it's still going on, but as we record this, uh, every single trade except for the last one is on sale for like five bucks on Comixology. Nice. So I went last night and just bought the rest of them because I can catch up. Cool. Q, what's your vote? Uh, as the person who literally bought the rest of the books after we read the first one, continue to read. Yes. <laughs> I also fall into the category. I read that book and went, oh, shit, and had to buy all of them. So I am at the same boat as Q. I am definitely a yes. You know, the more Zima you drink, the better it gets. I know. It's kind of growing on me. It's a little sad. It's, um, yeah, it's like shitty beer. It's like the first one, you're like, oh, God, this is awful. And then if you kind of, well, now actually beer doesn't work that way. Oh, well, the, no, oh, no, says. Here's to you, Zima. Maybe not. Maybe I spoke too soon. <laughs> Maybe maybe we can get them to sponsor our podcast. Oh God! <laughs> no, please. Rounding level of a, yeah. Thanks, future Brian, for editing that all out. Uh, so we're going to continue on to our next break. We're going a little fast here because our good friend Q has places to go. He has a social life. We are all going to see a show tonight, so uh, we got places to go. Todd uh, won't remember the show, but uh, Todd is the show. Don't know what you're missing, Q. There's an episode of Mystery Science Theater where this guy goes to like a strip club in the 40s, and it was very much, you know, they were like in like one piece bathing suits. Uh-huh. And then it was like a restaurant, and this uh-huh. woman's dancing. He's like, Can I see the menu? And she's like, I am um, the menu. <laughs> my favorite. I, no, I won't get into that. There's a there's a really bad old horror movie called Don't Look in the Basement, which does not feature a basement at all. Um, oh. And uh, they're, they're, it, it's basically the plot of the show is that there is a mental institution. One of the patients is pretending to be a doctor. Well, the real doctor dies, and the new doctor comes in and doesn't realize that the doctor they're talking to is actually a mental patient who is pretending to be a doctor. Uh, not too dissimilar from the 80s comedy The Dream Team with Michael Keaton. Or the Chuck Palahniuk book, Choke. Yeah. So, anyway, so they're kind of going crazy and whatnot, and there is one guy who thinks he's a judge and one girl who thinks she's a southern flower prostitute, and uh, she's trying to seduce him, and she's talking about strawberries, and he's talking about how strawberries are, or red is the color of cardinal sin, and she, and she goes, she rips open her shirt, and she goes, I do taste like strawberries. Taste me. And I always love that quote. It's a terrible fucking movie, though. Um, anyway, but this book is amazing, so uh, we recommend that you should read it. This is your opportunity to do so. So we're going to take a little pause. We will hang out, and if you haven't uh, read it, we recommend you pause it now, and then read the book, and then uh, jump back in if you just just want to plow on through and listen to us ruin the book well fine but this is your spoiler alert warning kids I'm telling you now and if you really look up to us and want to feel how we feel go buy some zemas no no don't do that don't. no liar. yeah no don't do that i keep on forgetting i have a new tattoo i can't rub yep no scratchy i'm not scratchy okay we'll see you guys on the flip side if you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. Oh, and my fidget spinner story was. Oh, yes. There's a, a, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fidget, fidget spinner. So th- this, is a, this, is a, this happened in Florida, of course. Um, a dude cut off his penis because he attached razor blades to his fidget spinner. Why would you do that in the first place? He's a Floridian. Okay, that's a good point. That's, that's my story. Okay. He attached right. razor blades to his fidget spinner and cut off his penis. Bark.com. Was it the same guy who put a fidget spinner, a fidget oh, spinner on the end of his penis, or is it a different guy? I have seen that picture too. <laughs> Someone posted it on the, the the gay geek not safe for work Tumblr. So, oh, that's Tumblr why you want to Tumblr. Tumblr for porn. We have Tumblr. We have Tumblr? Yeah, we do. 
Our, all of our all of our uh, uh, recipes get posted to Tumblr. We get a lot of oh, reposts really? on them. Yeah, actually, we do pretty well on Tumblr. Because all I use it for is porn. Well, you can follow us if you so want. Much goddamn porn on you can actually follow funny. Funny Books Are and Firewater. Are you saying we're featured on porn? I'm okay, okay. with that. I, I, I created an account just to look at porn. That's all I do. Maybe, maybe we'll do like really sexy poses and we'll put them up there as our own little porn. Funny Books and Firewater. The porn. <laughs> Guess which one's the built flower? Adam will show you his rusty sheriff's badge. <laughs> and like, like in, in Pink Flamingos with a singing asshole. Was it a singing or a dancing asshole? I forget. Uh, I thought it was a singing oh. vagina called Chatterbox. I, yeah. That's you what I was about. No, no, in Pink Flamingos, like, it's, it's taught you, Q knows better than I do. Is it the singing or the or the dancing asshole? I think it's the singing one. I haven't I haven't watched Pink Flamingos in a while. I'm not gonna lie. No, I haven't watched I'm it in years either. Lie. It's been it's been a while. Well, Q, are you ready to do the lightning round after we discuss John Waters like we normally sure. do? Sure. Fantastic. Lightning round begins. So previously on, a guy and a girl who are from two different worlds, she has wings, he has horns, they have a baby, everybody wants to kill it and or capture it. They have a legless ghost girl as a nanny, and there is a, a, a bounty hunter called the Will who rescues a little girl from the sex planet. Yeah, that's that's kind of basic. It So the first book ends with the grandparents, aka the uh, father's parents showing up. So the book begins with a flashback of the father's life. They decide that they need to go for some reason get something from this other planet. I can't, so again, I can't. Oh, okay. So I, I, I got you. Here, I'll, I'll cover this for you. So basically what ends up happening is is when the mother or the grandmother sees uh, the babysitter basically who has no legs is basically a ghost. I can't remember the name of her creature. The grandmother blasts her which ends up throwing her to the nearest closest dimension planet whatever. So the father I'm blanking on the name. I'm sorry. So the father ends up getting on a spaceship to go and retrieve and Annabelle is I think the name of the babysitter. So he goes to retrieve it and the grandmother follows because as we eventually will learn in this book the grandmother is more of a badass than the grandfather. That's how the grandmother yes. and and the father end up on the planet, and the grandfather and the mother and the child are still on the ship. Yeah. So he puts her to sleep, and so that way he can uh, love on the baby. So the second issue is the flashback of how the two characters met. Again, I am blanking on their actual names. Yeah. The prisoner guy and we're really bad and at this today. Hold wing on, soldier. Hold on. I know. Oh my god. But again, I, it's so good. Please, please don't, please don't, like take this is that we don't care about this book it's just there's a lot of shit marco going on is the name of the lives. husband um or the, the father it's marco, marco and elena and isabel so, is the ghost so of elena, babysitter and hazel is the name of the baby okay okay and, and, yes. and then hazel is the little girl so marco and his mother are battling this uh cyclops who has some kind of yeast infection on his <laughs> uh, to try to uh get back isabel while um grandfather and alana are on the ship and they're all you know just kind of like trading stories and you find out that he is he is sick and going to die which is i guess why he's sort of doing olive branch and they want to see the grandchild blah 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 so they're still being chased by um, bounty hunters, you meet Gwendolyn, who is the woman that Marco left at the altar for Alana, who has now become some sort of uh, bounty hunter as well. Dun, um, dun, dun. There you go. Um, the Will and uh, uh, is having dreams about his ex-girlfriend, the Stalk, um, who is that spider topless woman, and. Uh, he had a nightmare about the little girl. So Gwendolyn and the Will and the little girl all kind and the lion cat sort of join forces to go track down because he's been hired to find the baby. So they get in a fight with some random people. Nobody cares. Nobody! 
and so they are now following them as well. Uh, more backstory with Alana and Marco talking, uh, or the, the meeting. They bond over this book that this uh, it's uh, uh, this political book where it's like you know you need to go find your happiness or whatever. Grandmother and Marco find Isabel. They are trying to leave the planet, and the planet tries to kill all of them. It's like some egg for some like world devourer or some such nonsense. So everybody is now trying to escape the world devourer thing. Oh, the sex. Have a have a, have a drink. Um, there's this <clears throat> random sex scene in the middle of this. Um, and they get to say twat, which I love. The, the weird thing about this book, which, side note, like, you're kind of rooting for everyone, but also you know that you also don't really like everyone either. It's a very, very weird combination of, of things. Grandfather um, dies in order to save um, everyone from this thing using magic, and so, so they escape. Then there is the very controversial issue 12, where the Blue Blood, uh, who is also trying to um, get the baby, because the Blue Bloods are like the rulers of the empire or whatever, where as he's dying and he can't control the things that are appearing on his screen, he's he has the Bukaki scene, which is to ruin him. So he, he's suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder from uh, the war that he was in, and it's really fucked up. So then there's the guy who is the one who's telling, who's sort of like, not really manipulating, but kind of telling the blue blood guy that he needs to go um, track down the child uh, who is the, the mixed race child. So he, um, the blue blood goes to the author of the book, uh, whose name is Quietus, I believe. That sounds right. And he sort of is questioning him about, you know, is he helping them? And he's like, no, I'm not. But he then shoots him, and then you find out that actually he is helping them, and they are hidden upstairs as the Blue Blood is attacking, and that is the end of Volume 2. That was a really shitty kind of thing, because, again, I've been I've been super busy, and also, when I first bought these, I just read all of them back to back. I think I bought, like, one through six. So I just read all of them. So I so I have read all of them. So it, I was I was afraid that if I just tried to just talk about it, I would pull an Adam and just start revealing things that you shouldn't know yet. Which I'm glad that, that I did. But I didn't reveal it, anything. But much, <laughs> but much but much like Lock and Key, I'm mean, even though there's like a little bit more action in this one than than in Lock and Key, it's still not sort of like the best. It's just sort of progressing the story to the to the next step. It does introduce Gwendolyn who is a pretty interesting character. It has really great moments between the the grandparents and and the the couple. There's some really great moments with um with the will and the little girl that he saved. Again, there's more backstory of about Alana and Marco. There's backstory about Gwendolyn. There's uh, you know the whole blue bloods thing and this guy Quietus about you know the book that sort of inspired this sort of revolution and, and them you know having a relationship together. Um, I, I it it's just it's very exciting. And when again when I read this, I just kept going because everything was so interesting to me um, in this sort of space saga. So real quick, my cocktail is the Blue Blood. 
it's one ounce of cherry vodka, uh, one ounce of cherry juice, a half ounce of, or three ounces of cherry juice, an ounce of Bacardi, or a half ounce of Bacardi, a half ounce of lime juice. You shake that shit up, pour it into another glass of ice, and then you splash some blue curacao on top. Real fast, just to speak to the controversy that ended up happening with this issue, um, to kind of clear up, just in case anybody doesn't know what the story is behind that. So in that issue, which is like, what, seven or eight? Issue 12. Issue 12. At the beginning of it, what ended up happening is is that I think it's Comixology, the app that posts comics online, which is what Adam, I believe, uses to read his comics and whatnot. They preemptively were concerned that that would break the Apple um, pornography rules, so they didn't post it. It actually wasn't from Apple. So when it didn't show up, people were really all upset because, like, why would you... You know, post something else with like heterosexual sex, but you wouldn't necessarily post something with that has potentially gay sex in it. And they were kind of upset about that. It ended up being Comixology just kind of, you know, pulling it back preemptively. Uh, wasn't an Apple kind of got in trouble for it. So then uh, Comixology eventually just said, no, no, okay, we're sorry. So I believe, Adam, you probably read on Comixology, so I'm assuming that's mm-hmm. oh, there. Oh, no, it's, it's there. Yeah. yeah. The so there. It, you can now find it now, but that's what the controversy of what it was. It was basically just someone kind of afraid of getting in trouble. You know, which, as I have found in my work, is often the case is it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission. Uh, so take that advice. Yeah, I'm forward. sure someplace somewhere Biddy Nation's pissed. Biddy Nation is probably not reading a comic book where uh, there's Bukaki in it. I'm just going to say that out loud. Where'd I miss that? The Bukaki? It's in there. It's on the second page. So you see him on the first time, he's just giving a blowjob. Okay. On the next oh, page behind it, like they flip back over to the other one, and there's Bukaki right after that. I see that. And then, <laughs> over here. <laughs> That's for our Tumblr. That's for that is for Tumblr. I will say that no, I'll, I don't know if I want to say that or not. But like in the uh, the most recent uh, trade that came out, there is like I was reading the, actually I was reading on the plane when it came out to Utah last time, which I was here a couple weeks ago, and I'm reading the book and I turn the page and there is uh, the robot with his dick completely hard, and I'm sitting there going, oh shit! Like I'm trying like, yeah, I'm using the light out of the window to read this comic. God, I hope we've got a child sitting behind me. I was like. So I love Saga. I really do. Don't read it in public. Like, it's, you know... <laughs> well, at least it wasn't, like, Neuronomicon when they're having a whole yeah. orgy with these lizard people. So, he already gave his cocktail. Do you have a cocktail? I do have a cocktail. This one's by um, Martha Stewart. Oh, nice. Speaking of Bukaki. Oh, you know you know, you know, know that bitch getting high with Snoop Dogg every episode. That's right. So the name of this one is just going to be the Saga Cream. It's two ounces of black vodka, two ounces of cream de cacao, or a coffee-flavored liqueur, and then a scoop of vanilla ice cream. So you just put that all together and slurp it up. Girl, you be slurping your words. That's right. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, I'll do mine really fast. So mine is called Secrets or Magic. Uh, mm-hmm. It is one ounce of vodka, raspberry vodka, one ounce of orange vodka, Three ounces of cranberry juice, three ounces of pineapple juice. You shake the shit out of that, strain it into a glass over ice, and then you top with a little bit of champagne. Fantastic. Um, mine is called the Black Scottish Cyclops, which I am doing because of the Cyclops at the end of the book, who is the author, and the land they kind of land on kind of looks like Scottish Highlands, sort of, so um, that's why I'm going with... I mean, you can probably just call it the Cyclops. It's probably what I end up ultimately calling it, but it's two ounces of scotch, uh, one ounce of ram ramazadi, R-A-M-A-Z-Z-O-T-T-I, Ramazadi, I guess. And four dashes of bitters. You stir with ice and uh, strain into an uh, old-fashioned glass with rocks. 
Um, so why you're stranding it, I don't know. But that would be my cocktail. We're kind of flying through this really fast, because mainly because I know that we all really are going to dig this book. And B, Q needs to go. He has places to be, and he's super fancy and things like that. <laughs> be popular. I know. Sorry about it. Maybe you guys should be funnier. I don't know. Does anybody uh, have anything they want to discuss or jump in on, on uh, in dealing with this book? This book is amazing. I remember I, I started reading it. I think it was Continental Hipster, like... Uh, I think it was issue two or three came out, and they actually brought it up on Geek Show, and they said, "No, you need to go be reading the series." So, by the time I got to it, it was only issue three, but the first issue was already like in its sixth printing. I mean, it was selling that crazy fast. Mm -hmm. And this was the first book I ever read by Brian K. Vaughn, and kind of got me to fall in love with him as an author. But yeah, like, much like we said with Locking Key Two last week, this one is kind of more. You know, the first trade came out, boom, sets up this huge world, starts out with a bang. This one's kind of more set in the, the story and saying, hey, here's where we're, we're going to go. Here's where we came from. Now, I have not read as much as far in the series as I have with Lock and Key because this is about the point when I got too busy and had to, you know, cancel my hold and stuff. But that being said, the moment I finished this one, I did hop on Comicsology and get every single trade except for the last one because they were all five bucks. Or the first one's four, the rest are six or something like that. It was mm -hmm. cheap as hell. Like 20 bucks for six graphic novels. Yeah, fuck yeah. So I, I, I'm really excited to go read and I actually would have sat home last night and read probably the whole rest of the series, but uh, I was convinced to get out of my house and go uh, hang out with friends, so. Oh, how dare you. I know. Well, actually, I, I need to get out of my house more, but uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a fantastic book, and I can't sit back and say yes in the grand scheme of things where this is going to fit as far as how good or bad it is compared to the rest of the story, mm -hmm. but I tore through it. I mean, it was one of the, it was like, like with lock and key, like, I looked up and it was done, and I was like, Oh shit, it's been like 45 minutes. I just read a whole fucking book. Like, very rarely does a comic do that to me. This is one that. It was this one, Lock and Key, and Wicked and Divine. Those are the three that I can sit there and just lose all track of time and just tear through them. Damn thing you want to bring up? I do need a statement. Brian and. Adam. Adam. The guy sitting next God. to you. <laughs> I've drank half their Zimas. So, as gross as it may be, they're still drinking shitty piss poor clear beer. So Brian K. Vaughn has never written anything bad. Most of the time it's great, and this is no exception. So I don't think I've anything read anything by him I didn't like. No, except that's maybe hard. Paper Girls. I like Paper Girls. I don't like the 80s. Yeah, you're not an 80s thing. No, but you must probably great. have it just the love and nostalgia of Azima. Nostalgia <sighs> <laughs> be damned. <laughs> really what it is, but it's just so good. The characters are unique. You get invested with all of them. And I think a Fulikulu every time I see the robot dude. Yeah. So it's great. L read it, love it, tank it. There's some fun it. cosplay of that robot, uh, Robots 5 or whatever it yeah. is, or 4 or something like that. Just I, I actually just go to Comic-Con and moderate my panels. That with the Bukaki scene on my face. Oh, that'd be amazing. I'll make my own Bukaki scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that was the sound of Q clutching his pearls. Q's like, I don't know if I want to hang out with Adam anymore. <laughs> I ran out of fucks to give about a month ago, so. And behold my field of bucks, and it is barren. Gone. Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. So fucking fun. God, please, no! 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 Q, 
Would you like to give us your final grade? I give this an A. Uh, much like Wicked and Divine, I immediately went and bought the rest of these books. And it is a crazy tale because it takes super crazy twists all the time. Like, you just literally don't know what's going to happen next. It is insane. I'm going to just jump in after you. Uh, I agree. I give this an A. Uh, part of the thing I continue to love about the series is I feel like even though it is a science fiction book, the relationships between parents and child and grandparents and child and the couple all feels very real. It feels very much like a meditation on parenthood and family, even though it is a big space epic, which I think is amazing. Um, but uh, I have always been consistently very pleased with this book. And uh, like we said on the last episode, uh, I have for a friend who this was the first comic he read, and I was like, dude, it's all downhill from here, man. Like, it's going to be really hard to compete with that. Todd, what is your grade? I give this one an A. It's just as good as the first for me, and it's just fantastic. Keep going. Read it. Do it. Yes. Cool. And Adam, um, I'm, I'm sure we're going to be surprised by what your grade is. <laughs> I'm actually in the process of, of uh, downloading the rest. Cause I, again, I bought them all except for the last one, so I can have something to read on the way up to Logan tonight. Oh, our um, conversationalism isn't good enough for you? You don't want to talk to us you'll, unless there's something recording us? I'm wearing headphones. I know. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no I'll, I'll just blabber on and on in road trips because I'm a talkative bitch. Uh, no, I, I am actually, my original grade was an A. I'm changing that. Uh, I'm going to an A+. Plus okay. Because the, as we've said multiple times, and you'll probably get tired of hearing us say it, the Wicked and the Divine is the gold standard as far as what we set our bar at. And that was the one that made me immediately go out, buy all the trades, and read them in a minute. And this one, I think what happened was is because I was reading it as it came out issue by issue for the first, actually through, I think a couple more issues, past, I think 15, uh, before I fell out, that uh, it didn't have the same kind of sense of wonder because I was kind of getting the story bite-sized. But like I said, the moment this was done, I, I, I hopped online right away to see... You know what? What was on? If it was on sale still, and plunk down the money to buy every single one that was out there because I can't wait to sit and read the rest. And like I said, if I wouldn't have gone out last night, and which I needed, by the way, that was a good good thing to go do. Uh, and been hanging out with friends, I would have already finished the whole series. And Wicked Divine's the only other book that's done that to me. And this is just amazing. And I, I've heard that things kind of get a little bit soft towards the end, so maybe my boat will change as I get further along. But for where it is right now, like I fucking love it, and I can't wait to dive back into this world. And like you know, the, the cool thing is this whole story is being told by the, the little girl by Hazel, so I can't wait to get to the point where you know we finally meet her and find you know see what she can do and why why she's telling this epic story of her parents and her family and this war and everything else and um and it has Bukaki, so yeah, it, it's always good. And it has Bukaki. It's always good for a laugh, <laughs> a laugh and and, and uh, shaving. So and it's not pixelated. That's not pixelated. <laughs> That's true. Adam, do you have any recommendations? Uh, I do. So I recommended it a while back. It's the uh, Telltale Games, who does the kind of choose-your-own-adventure. They did Walking Dead. They've done Batman, uh, Game of Thrones. They, uh, they're, well, as they're recording this, last week, the second episode of Guardians of the Galaxy came out. And it's cool because it's one of those games where every decision you make changes how the story plays out. Uh, and I will say that for... Uh, really comic booky, over the top, fun game. Uh, it almost had me in tears because it kind of goes into Rocket's backstory, and it's really fucked up, and it's really well done. And the the fun thing about that is you don't even have to see that. If you make a different decision, you won't even go see what happened to him and where he came from. Uh, but no, it's it's a lot of fun. It's well acted, and uh, 
you know, I think if you go to Amazon right now, you can probably get it for like 20 bucks, and that's for all five episodes. Only two are out right now, uh, but it's really, really cool, and if you're a huge Marvel and Guardians fan, you'll, you'll have a lot of fun with it. So, Todd, do you have any recommendations? I do. I recommend it. I brought it up earlier. Um, Fully Cooly. It's an anime. You have to watch it five times, and then you go, I think I know what's going on. But it takes five watches. It's a lot of fun. It's got a boy and a girl with a guitar that hits him over the head to get a giant robot to come out of his forehead. <laughs> Do tell. Yes. Yeah. And there's Medical Mechanica. Looks like a big iron for like a shirt, clothes, and it steams on it's, occasion. Uh, are you raspberry us? No, no, here's the thing. He gave me this DVD like a long time ago, and he's like, you got to see this. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, right? And so I popped it in. It's the strangest fucking thing, and it's nearly <laughs> impossible to describe. It really is, but it's fascinating. Like, so you'll watch it, and you'll be intrigued, and you'll be interested, but, like, you try to describe it. It's much like us trying to decide, like, have you ever tried to describe a comic book to, like, someone who doesn't read comic books? You sound like a fucking moron. And so it's one of those things, like, you have to experience so this. normally. I get that, but, like... To, to, Thank it, you for agreeing so much. I know, yeah. <laughs> you bitch. No, but, like, it is... It is a great, great anime. It's really fun. It's really a thing, but it's just—it's so, so hard to describe what it is because it's, it's just eyebrows. yeah. You just, you just kind of have to experience it, like, and it's you get it, but it's but it's just it's very fun. I, I think it's it's really. I mean, it's kind of like I think Saga actually kind of falls in that. Like, you start telling the plot lines to people, and people are like, okay, whatever. But it's like, but it's this beautiful thing about this family, and like them trying to survive, and these warring plants. Like, it's like you try to describe. It, it's like, well, it's like the space opera with these guys with horns, these people with wings, and like, I mean, but like taking it all in, it's a really kind of beautiful experience, so so like, yeah, it's it's hard to describe, so I really feel bad for Todd, so I feel like I'm trying to defend it a little bit, it's like it's really good, but it's, yeah, it's, it's really weird it's really weird. Speaking of anime, by the time this comes out, uh, Netflix will adopt their Castlevania anime, I'm looking forward to that. Which I'm really excited I'm for, really looking forward to uh, that. one of my favorite anime series of all time is, well, it's two movies, it's Vampire Hunter D and okay. Bloodlust Oh, I so love that I, I'm, I'm really excited to, to see what they do with that because it looks really, really fun. Q, do you have a recommendation? My recommendation is to keep reading Saga. <laughs> nice. <laughs> as, I, like, as I was saying, like, it, like, it's, it's not quite to Game of Thrones level where, you know, like, everyone's dying on every page, but there is just, like, some shocking, crazy shit that's gonna happen. Like, hold on to your pearls because it gets because there are pearls in this one yeah i mean (laughs) there's a a pearl necklace but i'm and because i mean you literally do not see some of some of the twists coming it is it is insane you've just distracted me from what i was going to recommend that wasn't where they got distracted me oh that's what I was going to recommend. Uh, so, Bukaki? Well, no, because Adam... <laughs> yes. Speaking of which, no, um, I don't know if the series is going to be good, but Netflix is doing a series called Glow, which is about the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Yes, I want to see that. But before that comes out, there is a fascinating documentary currently on Netflix about the actual gorgeous ladies of wrestling and the whole organization and the women that were involved in it, huh. interviews with them. And, like, it's a really fun documentary watch. I watch a lot of documentaries on Netflix when I'm not watching How I Met Your Mother of the Office or Family Guy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's really worth checking out. Like, I'm not a wrestling fan. Like, I know what would break Adam's heart. It was just something I never really got into as a kid. Come hang out. Um, Coming out tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I'm working tomorrow, sadly. But, uh, it's I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very fascinating. I thought it was interesting to see just how they handled the documentary. Just it was a very interesting tale. So I'm looking forward actually to the series. 
but the documentary that's out now, I do totally recommend going and checking out. Speaking of wrestling, my um, yeah. participants at work, the WWE Raw is coming at the end of July, actually, when I'm going to be out there. And so uh-huh. all week I've been trying to plan like like four or five of our guys to get together and go see WWE Raw the whole time. Like, Adam's probably fucking loving the fact that I'm on this wrestling website. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next week we are jumping into our touchstone, our... Uh, We'll see if it holds up. I'm sure it will. But we're going to be reading The Wicked and Divine, Volume 2. We're already raving about it, so you know we're probably all going to vote yes for it. But for those of you who haven't read it, if you've just joined the show semi-recently, hi, welcome. About a group of gods that's reincarnated every 90 years. They live for two years, and then they are dead. And this is the story of the latest incarnation, um, which is a group of... uh, They get reincarnated as basically young pop stars in England, and I think it takes place between 2014 and 2016, if I remember correctly. Yes. Uh, Yeah, that's the dates. So, theoretically speaking, in actual time, this event theoretically is over. But the books are still coming out. It's uh, a really fun story. Um, It has great things about music and uh, fame and faith and religion and all sorts of fun stuff um and like we've talked about multiple times it has become sort of our uh, our uh, the top of our grading curve and we kind of compare everything to it in some way or another uh so we will be reading the second book of that just to see if they happen to hit the sophomore slump not likely but we'll just see if that happens they didn't um, <laughs> but yeah so uh we will see you back here for that one thank you uh todd for hosting us this week and last week we've actually been here for two weeks now. we've been here for two weeks oh never left we kept I on the couch really bad. oh it's 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 horrendous in here man it's like a frat house uh but yeah and soon ever so soon we will have q joining us live Yay! and in person yes! Um, yes, queen. and yeah it'll all be fantastic so Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to funnybooksandfirewater.com for the most up-to-date information, as well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop, tip your bartender well, and stay hydrated.